welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is ethan diaz from db investment group welcome ethan hey how's it going rama yeah going good thanks for being on the show thank you so much for inviting me yeah a little bit about ethan Ethan Diaz is 18 years old and currently have 11 units in Florida. He started real estate 2 years ago while he was a junior in high school and quickly figured out this is what he wanted to do with his life. He also an avid reader and currently on track to read 52 books this year. His company DB Investment Group has built an impressive team and are looking forward to closing on their first syndication deal. With that Ethan would you like to add anything to your background? I think that's about it, but I'll just add on a little bit. So I started at 16. My dad, he would bring me to a real estate seminars and uh, it started with a rich dad poor dad. He told me to read the book and uh, so my dad was just giving me book suggestions about real estate and just about um, you know, like um, entrepreneurship and then uh, at one point we went to um an RE mentor seminar and that's uh, Dave Lindell and it's about multifamily. So then that's how we got into multifamily. Cool. Awesome. So and why you want to invest in multifamily instead of going into college, no? Yeah, so um I was a junior whenever I went to the seminar and then my father's a physician so I see him work these insane hours like he'll wake up at 3:00 in the morning some days go to the hospital and then by 7:00 he's in the office and then he has a whole day in the office in the back of the hospital and when I was younger it was a lot more hours than he does now and uh, I saw like the amount of work he had to put in just to become a doctor and as a doctor and I didn't really want to exchange my time for money like he did I wanted to you know spend more time with my family whenever I'm older so I felt like uh, real estate and multifamily was the best opportunity for that. So then I decided to graduate high school a year early and um just from going to that first seminar and the RE mentor one, they taught me a lot the differences between single family or I mean um yeah, single family compared to multifamily. So that's when I really decided like multifamily is where I want to go. Okay, awesome. So how are you finding deals, Ethan? So one of the ways that we find deals is through uh broker connections. We have a, a lot of broker connections in the um, the certain markets that we look for. For example, Tampa is a pretty big market we like and um so I'll just call the brokers. Sometimes I'll call them every 2 weeks. Some people don't like to be bothered too much, so maybe it's once a month or send them a text message or an email and um so I find that list just through LoopNet. You can type I think commercial brokers in Tampa and it gives you a whole list and I just try not to call the same people from the same company. And uh another way that we find a lot of off-market deals is uh we actually hired a virtual assistant from the Philippines and um she works 8 hours a day and I provide her a list from Reonomy and um so I just provide her a list. I export the list to Excel. I send her a list. I believe it's 1000 people a month I can provide and then she organizes that into our CRM that we use which is active campaign and then from that she'll cold call them and leave notes and then she'll gauge their level of interest from low medium to high and then from there I'll check active campaign look at all the high interest and I'll just call them and there's already a note in there so I can know what's been uh, talked about in the past cool and thanks for sharing that uh, would you want to add anything else i mean off market strategies and va process Yep. So another thing that we do is direct mail as well. We need a minimum of 200 a list of 200 people. So once we build up the list of 200 people, and the way we build up that list is um if they don't have a working phone number, we can't find their phone number, or if they're a medium interest, we add them to that list and then we send them a direct mail just saying that we're interested in their property and if um they're interested in selling just to give us a call. And it's a handwritten direct mail as well. And um we make sure our envelopes aren't white because when you get when you open your mail, you get a lot of white envelopes and things can get lost in there. So we try to 
make it a bright, vibrant color with like some patterns and designs on it. And there's actually a website we use that does a real estate uh, direct mail and they customize everything for you. How's the success rate with the off-market strategy? With the cold calling is actually pretty high. Sometimes my, my VA isn't working since she is in the Philippines. Uh, there's times she'll tell me, hey, there's a typhoon. I can't log on to my computer. So, but usually when she ever, whenever she is uh, available, she gets around like, I think like three deals a week almost, it seems like. Cause I'll check active campaign and like the high interest, it gets filled up pretty high. And um, a lot of the times we'll see motivated sellers who have multiple properties in the area. So I'll get a list of five properties just from one seller and he's interested in selling. Sometimes he's interested in selling all of them. I actually had a deal in uh, Lakeland, which is an amazing market. It's right between Orlando and Tampa and it's uh, growing pretty rapidly. And um, we had somebody wanting to sell all five of their properties, I think 72 units in Lakeland. Cool. And thanks for sharing that. And how is your conversation goes with the seller? So I'll call the seller and I say, Hey, I heard you spoke to, uh, or I know you spoke to Maria about selling your property. I just wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. And, um, so whenever I have my VA, I give her a script and she has to ask three questions and it's, are you interested in selling your property? Uh, for how much are you interested in selling your property? And when are you interested in selling? So on active campaign, I have some people who will say, Oh, quarter one of next year, I'm looking to sell. So I, I have it on my, you know, my calendar to call them January 1st, um, regarding selling their property. And, um, so. So I already have those three questions answered if they're interested the price and when they want to close. So I'll kind of like talk to them about the price a little bit whenever I'm on the phone with them because we do have a criteria and um, sometimes everybody on our list meets our criteria, but sometimes their expectations of how much they can sell for makes them not reach our criteria anymore. We'll look at a property that was sold for 3 million two years ago. Now the seller wants to sell it for 7 million and that would like knock it off our criteria. But usually I just like talk to them a little bit. And then sometimes I try not to talk too much about the deal. Just ask them how everything's going because I can see their address, whatever. So I can, I'll ask them questions about the area, but I try to keep it business-like, but also um, a little personal as well. So like I build up a relationship with them and then I try to keep um, constant contact with them every two weeks or a little more often. And then that's kind of how I, the conversations go with the sellers. Cool. Cool. And uh, what is your investment criteria? Uh, currently uh, for our first indication, we're looking for 15 to 50 units, C or B class. I tell brokers seven to 10% cash on cash. I prefer, I prefer more than 7%, but that just allows us to look at properties that we can like, you know, change the underwriting on, lower the price to make it match our criteria. And we also love a value add component. And that's so we can like uh, bump up to market rent instead of like waiting on appreciation. Cool. So how are you raising capital for these deals? Yep. So the way that we're raising capital is uh, my dad, like I said, is a physician and, um, a lot of doctors, uh, they exchange a lot of time for their money and um, sometimes it doesn't seem worth it. So I know a lot of them like to invest. He'll talk to them in the hallways of the hospital and um, he'll just talk to them about investing in general and um, how to make their money make more money. And then uh, he has a list on Excel and he adds their name their phone number, their email. He sends me that list. I put that list onto our CRM active campaign. And then I, um, we have an automated um, investor email campaign. And then they go through that. And that just kind of warms up the investors, lets them know what to expect from us. So first is a welcome email, me introducing myself, a little bit about our underwriting process and a few other things. And then um, I also have um, sometimes... Um, I get a lot of tattoos and I have a tattoo artist in Orlando who's actually an accredited investor and he has a few real estate investments and um, he's on our list as well just from having constant contact with him since I get tattoos from him. And um, he actually gave me a free tattoo yesterday just so I could talk to him about real estate on a Zoom call. It was a 30 minute Zoom call and then he gave me a free tattoo and he's also one of our investors now as well. Awesome. Awesome. So you want to share any of the challenges you've faced so far? 
Yeah, so one of the major challenges, I think, whenever we started is that we kind of jumped into it head first. We didn't do too much market research. Now I'm very big on market research. I make sure there's job growth in the last two years, make sure um, there's a high number of top employers in the area and that like, everything looks good, that the rents look good, the vacancies look good. Um, when we first jumped in, we, we just kind of like looked at deals on LoopNet. And uh, I know a lot of like starting off investors look at LoopNet, try to underwrite the deals on there. Sometimes you'll find good ones on LoopNet, but it's a little rare. Um, I, I seem, for us, it seems that the best deals are the off market market ones that we get. And I feel like the best way to get those is just building broker relationships. Um, so just, and I know active campaign can be pretty expensive to start off. I think it's like $50 a month and it's not really necessary if you're starting off. You can just do Excel, which is what I did. And I'd write the date and then um, I'd write the date. I'd have to call them again. Then every two weeks I would check up on it and I'll call them again. And um, another, I think another challenge we had was um, not screening property management as well for um, an eight unit that we closed on. And um, we just went with the first property management we could find since, like I said, we didn't do our market research so there wasn't too many options in that market and it was also the cheapest one i think it was um six percent which um is kind of low for an eight unit the lower the unit the higher the management price percentages usually and uh, we had a lot of issues with them not getting uh um, communication with them they kind of ignored us a little bit and then um but we changed out the management we paid a little more now and now everything's going good with that property but i think the main issue was just like the property management and not screening them like thoroughly so what did you do like face some challenges with the property management correct so usually in a property management like contract they'll say uh, we can't spend more than a thousand dollars without verifying it through the owner or there's some amount that's usually there we saw that they were spending amounts that you know that were over the amount let's say if it was a thousand they spend a thousand two hundred and we get uh we wouldn't know anything about it until we checked the um, profit and loss and, and like in our account balance we'd be a little confused another main issue was that so i think this was in beginning of beginning of the year that uh we switched them out i believe and i remember they wouldn't evict certain tenants that weren't paying and i was like very intimate on um, them replacing them, but they wouldn't. And then um, then COVID happened and then we couldn't evict them at all. So they were already late by like five months. And then it was a year that they were late by. By the time they did decide to leave, eventually they did decide to leave and um, on their own because I think we cut off the water. That was like the main thing for them to leave. But we couldn't even evict them. And that was the main issue. And I feel like if people are starting off, they should also get a mentor just to avoid like rookie mistakes like that. Yeah, I think that's like the main thing. And there's a lot of like good mentors to find out there uh, just through books. My mentor that I found that helped me out a lot was Vinny Chopra. And uh, I know I found him through his book. My father was a big fan of his book, Apartment Syndication Made Easy. And I feel like self-education is also a very important thing. Just reading a lot. Since I'm not in school, my dad makes sure I read every day um, just so like I don't fall behind on my education. And um, I know Kim Lisa Taylor, she's a syndication attorney. She has a great book on syndicating as well. Joe Fairless has the best ever syndication book. And that's a step-by-step -step book on how to syndicate. Tells you everything you need. Tells you how to do market research and then like everything else. So that book helped a lot too. It's a pretty big book, but it helps. Yeah, those are like great books. Awesome. And thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So what is your current focus on share something you're excited about now, Ethan? Okay. Yeah. Our current focus is just closing a deal in Tampa. I'm a big fan of the Tampa market, just comparing it to other Florida cities. Like I think like Rama said in the beginning, we have 11 units in uh, Florida. That's where we are. We're in central Florida, about an hour away from Orlando. And um, just like looking at the job growth, Orlando's job growth did drop a significant amount just in the last year due to COVID since it is very, um, it re um, relies a lot on tourism and stuff like that. And um, Tampa relies mostly on education since they have the University of Tampa, University of Southern Florida. And um, yeah, also help, having a mentor helped me out with that, with the market research. John Rusin, part of Vinny's team, he helped me out a lot with the market research. He told me how to break down the market into four quadrants 
quadrants and then like analyze those four quadrants, which I did. And I saw the Northern area had a lot more top employers and a little bit less crime in certain areas as well. So yeah, so our main focus right now is just closing the deal in Tampa. We actually got two off-market deals this past weekend, right in the area we're looking for, like about a five-minute drive for one and a six-minute drive for the other one, uh, just to get to the ca uh, college campus, the University of Southern Florida. So yeah, closing a deal in Tampa is like what our main focus and goal is right now, because we have a lot of investors who are ready to invest and they're just waiting on us. Cool. Awesome. So any one advice that impacted you, Ethan? Um, I feel like getting a mentor is like the best advice. And I would do your research on your mentor. There's some mentorship programs that cost $50,000. And then there's some that cost a few hundred, a thousand, seven thousand. And it's worth the money depending on who you get. I like Vinny Chopra just because we get to talk to him every week. And uh, we can text and we can uh, talk to John Rusin whenever we need to as well. And everyone in that group is very hands-on, helps you with everything you need. So for example, with that, I'll bring my underwriting to a class, one of the weekly classes that Vinny has. And then people will tell me in the group what I need to adjust, what I need to fix, which helps out a lot and you learn from other people's mistakes instead of learning from your own mistakes cool so i, I know you're an avid reader so would you share any one book that impacted your life and what way there's a few like starter ones like rich dad poor dad and the richest man in babylon that kind of helps you uh, just the idea of saving and just the idea of investing in general and like like i said exchanging your uh, not exchanging your time for money and um but right now my favorite syndication book is probably syndication made easy by vinnie chopra or the best ever syndication book by um joe fairless and um i try to switch it up another one i love is a uh, shoe dog by phil knight it doesn't really talk about real estate it's just the it's about the guy from nike about his journey and sometimes it's, i like to switch up books like that because it gets a little repetitive with the real estate books once you read so many so i like to switch it up to, like to autobiographies or biographies about uh, entrepreneurs awesome so how can listeners can connect with you ethan uh, people can connect with me on the website dbinvestmentgroup.org and we actually have um, a few sections depending on why you need to connect if you're a seller we have a seller tab if you're in if you want to invest with us we have an investor tab as well and um, so if you're a seller you click on the tab it has our criteria then you can submit your property through there if you're an investor you can fill out one of our investor qualification forms and you can get pre-qualified see if you meet our uh, criteria and that's just to make sure you're an accredited investor and we also ask what your goals are and we also have a contact us page and and um, my email is Ethan, E-T-H-A-N at dbinvestmentgroup.org. And if you actually go on the website, we have our VA's email there as well. If uh, in case you need to get in contact with her. And she usually does the contacts from the website. It all goes to her. Cool. So uh, one question, like how are you giving back to community? How are we giving back to the community? Um, sometimes I do like to donate my personal money just to local high schools as well. Because uh, the local high school I went to is um, kind of underfunded. So I know I had a friend, whenever he was a senior, I was already one year into real estate. And I remember his basketball team needed help with, um, with money. So I donated some money to them. And uh, we're also, I feel like the biggest way we get back to the community is um, by fixing distressed properties. Awesome. And thank you, Ethan. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much, Rama. And I'm so glad to be on your podcast. Awesome. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review and if you want to connect with me please send me a message info at ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing